Welcome back to The Square. I am your host, Curtis the Fifth. And I'm Curtis the Fourth. And it is week 13 of the NFL season. Uh, six weeks left to go before we hit playoff talk. Um, and we'll get into the playoff uh, structure in, in a second here. Look at the playoff picture. Um, but uh, we, as always, will recap the previous week, week 12 and Thanksgiving. Hope everybody did have a great Thanksgiving with their family. Um, and then we'll go ahead and we will uh, dive into week 13 news, power rankings, game picks, all the fun stuff. Um, so starting off with uh, recapping week 12, let's go back to Thanksgiving, the, the day that was. Um, <laughs> I went two for one. Uh, the Raiders upset the, the, the Cowboys. Bears got the win, 16-14, nothing to talk about there. People keep saying Matt Nagy saved his job. BS. If they were going to fire him, they were going to fire him. Um, yeah, so no, I mean, I, I, and still that performance in itself should have been a fireable, even though they won. I don't think it moved <laughs> the needle or took him any further off the hot seat than absolutely they needed to not. be. So it's it, it is what it still is. Still boiling over Congratulations, there. Congratulations, Bears! You did win the game you were supposed to win. So I'll leave it at that. And I'm happy that they did win at it because if they we were coming into anarchy this three and eight anarchy, you know, the Lions getting their first <laughs> win. I mean, it, it's one of those you just got to win. I mean, you want ugly, whatever, take the W for the week and just call it, call it good. And you know, yeah. So, congratulations, Bears. But, um, of course, I did not pick them, I picked the Lions, and the Lions <laughs> did exactly what I did not want them to do, which is what they do all the time choke it away at the end. And yeah, as always. Um, Raiders get an overtime victory. This is kind of a thriller. It just definitely turned into something in the second half. Um, but man, Raiders played a good game, uh, all around, uh, finally, ever since they lost, uh, uh, John Gruden over there. This team has kind of just looked like they were in shambles and, and they won a couple of games after that, but they were ugly wins. And then they had three straight ugly losses. And now, they finally get a win over a really good team and in, in, in the Cowboys uh, just completely shutting them down um, and, and make well, not really shutting them down in the second half. But uh, they 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 kept fighting. And, and I think that was one of those things where this was kind of a slugfest at the end. And it just whoever had the ball last was going to win. And it so happened to be Vegas. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Cowboys, you really um, dropped the ball on this one. Come on, man. It's Thanksgiving game. Gotta win that. It's the Raiders. Come on. If anybody was At home. displaced, exactly. It had to be the Raiders. Like, but with that being said, I mean, congrats. I mean, the Raiders have shown signs of being a very man. Is it safe to, is it fair to say they are a hard out going? I mean, or they can show up to be that type of team. At this point, I just feel like there is no easy, easy win on any schedule. Hmm. I feel like every team is capable of getting got and there's every team is capable of getting a win right now yeah, that's true that's true so I especially put... with the abundance of injuries that we've had over the last few weeks and and just guys mm-hmm. cons- constantly coming into the games hurt mm-hmm. it's just like well maybe he will be able to perform today maybe he won't and maybe this defense can get on top of them maybe they can't it, it's just one of those where it's like anything it literally has turned into any given sunday for every team every single week it doesn't matter who you are who you're playing right. what the deal is i mean unless you're pittsburgh but we'll get to them in a second <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i i do have i mean this is a a 
not a convincing win, but it was an impressive win from from Vegas to be able to pull this game out. Um, and definitely disappointing from for, look if you're looking at it from the Dallas perspective to to not pull that game out. Whether you are trying to play through Tony Pollard and and Zeke, or if you're trying to hand the ball off and, and give that ball to to Dak to to take over the game, but he has nobody to throw to, and so it just is kind of one of these things where it's like, oh, it, Mike McCarthy, Kellen Moore, we got to figure out how this offense is going to score, and then two, uh, this defense is to start looking like it was at the beginning of the season and and not giving up thirty plus points a game. Right. Um, will allow this uh, offense a little bit more time to to get healthy uh, by having that defense play a little bit better, bring the uh, maybe that average down to closer to around 20, and maybe they can still pull out these games and win them. Um, I have to say they have some impressive wins. I mean, overall, and that Cowboys win kind of legitimized. We're talking Vegas? We're talking Vegas. Okay. We're still on this, right? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, I know they, came, they, they basically snapped a three-game losing streak, and that's – kind of where we were kind of down on them. But when you lose, I mean, you're losing to the Chiefs, you know, at, at Kansas City, at Cincinnati, it's understandable. I think it was more so where they went, you know, went to the, went to New York and lost that one. And that was yeah. kind of like, okay, what's going on here? Like, I thought you were that team. and Well, and also, to, for me anyway, after their bye week, they're not a team that really gets up for games after their bye. Um, historically, they, I mean, especially with John Gruden being the head coach, over the last few years, they kind of bottom out. They're, they're one of these teams that are like, all right, first eight games, we're going to be really tough. We're going to be in the mix of things. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to look like we're going to take over the AFC, AFC West for that matter. And then bye week happens. We kind of forget about them for a week and then loss, loss, another right. loss here. And uh, maybe get a win here, another loss there. It's just like, okay, well, what the hell was that at the beginning of the year then? <laughs> <laughs> right. It came out, I mean, shocking the world. And is that a coaching thing? Do you think Ah, for them to not be able to play a full season consistently? Could be. I mean, the whole Gruden situation. I think all all is is on the table. It's just it's even before Gruden. Like they just seem like a team that just does not play hard throughout the entire season. In my opinion, Uh, I think they lack focus because they you know one one week they look like they are. Again, look like a weld, final fine-tuned machine, and they can and they weld oiled, and they just they rolling, and it's just hard to stop them. I.e., when we seen them play the Ravens, when we played the, mm-hmm. the, the Steelers, and then you you know they come out and just just to throw this out there, then they come out and have a twenty to nine clunker against the Bears. You know, <laughs> not saying that the Bears shouldn't have beat them, but my goodness, I mean, you just beat two colossal you know franchises. Yeah just weeks prior and then you know you come here and i mean at home chicago comes in here and into your house and then kind of just punch you in the mouth and then it was you know at that point it like the whole view of them changed but what i was seeing is they seem to get up for certain games and don't seem to be up for others or just lack of focus and, but with that being said i just can never be that confident in, in with, with the raiders they just no. you know they just a team i don't even know if they're a team in building or team on the rise or just a team that's just there you know that's just relevant you know and but you know circling it back to to thanksgiving man an impressive win in dallas and then taking and now you know instead of going a game under 500 going a game over it, it's a real it's a move in the right direction which really would tell this tale for for, for, for vegas would be what they do next week and yeah. <clears throat> 
because they have not. They have to string it together. And I was going to say, it's either they got a string of losses or a string of wins. There's, there's been no <laughs> win loss, you know. So the point is they have been consistently either losing or winning <laughs> at any given point in time in the season. But right now, I, impressive win. Is it a one-week you know, anomaly? Could be. Because I going into this game, I was completely down on them. You know, and now they got to you know face you know Washington comes there next week. That should be an interesting. Like Especially the way Washington played last night. I mean, they almost got like the same mo for the season. You know, they had all of these accolades and what they should do and what they was gonna do and supposed to do it. And, and now both of them are kind of just like like kind they both kind of like bubble teams. Washington's a little worse, you know. Um, but nevertheless, um, their roads are about to gray and cross. So it it makes to see. I want to see if Vegas can actually keep that focus keep that you know um that momentum going especially building up because they got to go to to kansas city you know the yeah. week after so hey, they're gonna have a tough schedule and, yeah. and it, it's not going to be pretty down the line so they they're either going to have to write the ship now and maybe thanksgiving was the the beginning of that or it it's going to turn into a, a nasty and nasty me, finish to the season definitely and if we talk about we were talking about murderers row all season long well, Vegas definitely got murderers row at the end of the season, and they got three division games, and a at the you know and at at Cleveland and at at Indianapolis. Yeah. So Washington coming to your house is about as good as it's gonna get. <laughs> Enjoy this because the last what five weeks after that, I I can see them going zero for five in the last five, even yeah. with the Denver game. So. All right. Mm-hmm. Um. Last Thanksgiving game, Bills take on the Saints, and Bills just came out there, four touchdowns from Josh Allen, and came in there, stole a win, and, and got one out of there. Went back home, had had some dinner with the fam. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they, they didn't waste a whole lot of time. Um, unless they, a few people got cute and decided to stay in New Orleans for the weekend. But, yeah. But, yeah, they made quick work of this team and just, you know, I mean, I don't even know if you want to say they punched him in the mouth. They just basically just pushed him down and just took their lunch and walked away. And this is one thing where it's like, okay, the last few times the Saints it, Saints come out there, they they get blown out in the first half, and then they usually have some sort of life in the second half. Mm-hmm. Nothing. They their their heartbeat, their their resting heart rate was zero <laughs> in this entire and they got six points in the fourth quarter. Probably I think they they try to go for two and just just didn't go pan out. They they are it, that was an abysmal performance from from New Orleans and it, I think I just feel bad for the for the fans that bought tickets for this game for for Thanksgiving with their family. Can they they go into the Superdome and then you just get stomped out by a team that was in all intents and purposes was reeling coming coming into this game Buffalo yeah. And, and they I, come in here and just stomp you out. And getting to Buffalo, my main my main concern for them, and and the thing that I think is going to hold them back from winning a championship this year, Devin Singletary, fifteen carries and forty four yards is all you can get. Hmm. Which more? Oh yeah. Uh, you already know I'm not very high on the, uh, Buffalo's run run attack at all. Uh, with Singletary Moss. Now, Brita, you know, it just none of it works. I, it, it's which not is good. Interesting, where they seem like they have their, their most success is when they ignore their run, the run game the most. You know, not that they have had good run, run games and some success, but their success 
does not come through their run game. Whatsoever. No, it doesn't, but they do have to have a run game that can keep them on schedule. That's the other thing. It's just like 15 for 44 is not going to get it done. Uh, this has to be at the top of their list next year. God, as far it has as to be. What they're trying to address here. I mean, offensive line should always be just... That and an Emmanuel Sanders replacement. Oh, wow. You were very high on this guy. Um I, from what you see seen from him when he was with San Francisco and then what he did with being the number one in New Orleans last year, mm-hmm. like, all right, now you're in a spot where you're the number two. I, I, I think at this point, Emmanuel Sanders can't – he hasn't been able to switch to that I'm-not-the-guy role. Interesting. He didn't start out like that. I I understand that, but when he was with San Francisco, he he was maybe not the guy, but they were he was the go to. Like, all right, we need to get this. We're gonna right. go to him, um, and it just so happened to be the same thing in New Orleans. And he wasn't gonna be the number one. He was going to be the number two last year uh, with Michael Thomas, but then his uh, ankle injury took Michael Thomas out for the whole year, and then that's when uh, Traquan Smith came along and. They were like, well, we've got to get Emmanuel Sanders involved. And he just wasn't really clicking uh, from that perspective. And I was just like, all right, well, it's just that didn't work. That that just wasn't a good fit. And right. so bringing him back to what he was in San Francisco, but just emulating that over in Buffalo, I thought that was going to work wonders. Just you're the number two guy, you're, but you're going to keep us on schedule all year long. But he just hasn't been that guy. But they really haven't needed it because Stefan Diggs has just been that good. That's just like, well. All right. Yeah, and then of course we, you know, Josh Allen found a a, a new best target in oh, Dawson yeah. Knox. Dawson Knox keeping him on schedule. So I don't think it's anything he's doing wrong, considering it is his first year. I'm not True. saying that the offense was carbon copy or whatever he was doing in New Orleans or in San Francisco, and it might just be by next year he'll be the, what we expected him to be. Well, I don't I, think. I, I, I think like he only see, has a one year deal. Is it just? Oh wow. Okay. I'll be very interested to see if they're going to bring him back. I, I would. I won't. I won't even speculate anything. If it's a one-year deal. I'm gonna just leave it at that. I mean, um, I'm not gonna say that they got. They have to get rid of him and not re-sign him, but they. I think they do need another weapon. Uh, Cole Beasley's not that guy. No, if that's somebody had, if somebody had to go, he would be my first to go. You know, but Cole Beasley. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I'd rather have two wide receivers that are go-to guys, and now you have Dawson Knox and Sweeney for that matter. Uh, when Dawson Knox went down. It's like, hey, well, we've got those, we've got those supplementary weapons. Let's just get that other guy exactly to open this up completely. Along with, let's fix this freaking run game. Yes, so I agree. Is, do I you, agree. But is that also could that? It, this is my, I, I'm I'm kind of struggling with Ryan Dable here, because his offense, I, from what I've seen, his he's just let's just throw the ball all the time. So is that more of Devin Singletary and Zach Moss just sucking, or is it Ryan Dable just not designing good plays for them to be able to thrive in that role? Well, answer me this because I don't know this answer. I don't know the answer to this question. How long has the coach been there? This well, Sean McDermott's been there for at least four or five years, I think. Okay. Um. See, and that's I'm, no, I'm not sure how long Ryan Dable's been there. Okay, as, as the offensive coordinator. Gotcha, and that's what I would need to know because I'm at the I'm I'm just gonna say just off the top of my head that the answer to that question will probably give me a little bit more insight to what I want to say or try to answer that. But not even knowing that, I would just say 
I think it's they just don't got the right personnel. Okay. I don't even think it's the game plan because let's take let's just take the Thanksgiving game for example. You was given fifteen carries. Yes, I know the Saints have a good run run defense. I get that, but come on, you could. 44 yards, that is all you was able I to do. I mean, muster. do they, though? <laughs> my my question would be, like, Cam Jordan's the only guy really on that front seven that truly scares me as a, coming in as an offense. I mean, but look at the, look at the, I mean, but look how the game played out. They got beat in the air. They yeah, didn't get yeah beat no, that's what I'm saying. Because like, like, I think, like, Marshawn Lattimore, yeah, he's he's a tough guy to throw against, but I get you that. got all the rest of the field. No, no, <laughs> it's like that front seven like, isn't see... the thing that scares me when I look at New Orleans. Yeah, and I, I don't get that. I don't get what you know. I, yeah. I'm just sharing. That's just a stat. And like, yeah. like man, you t- we could take this over to fantasy. I, I would never get anything for the Saints. It's just like <laughs> statistically, the numbers look great, but my it does not pass my eye test. It not never has. It never does. Hey, I'm I'm so jaded. Whenever they have a good defense, it's always like the hell. This Maj Paj. Let me explain. Group. When you said whenever they have a good. That's 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 funny. Whenever they've never had a good anything. No, no. I'm sorry. Historically, then all of a sudden we get this little. Drew Brees era, yeah. Window six, six seven. So as long as I've been watching football, <laughs> New Orleans with the Clippers. Yeah, no, I get you. The, the, no, I get the, you. I yeah, totally were, understand. I know their history. I understand that they kind of did the New England Patriot thing. Yeah. This in the last you know fifteen to 15 a much years lesser so, extent, but yeah, they uh, prior to that. Nah, I know what this team is, and <laughs> and remember, I've been all this, you know, like I, I'm not, I, I just don't really understand who this team really is, and. I just can't get a feel. Oh, I can get a feel for them. They're losers. You know, they they're not they're not that good. They they have some good pieces, right. good weapons. But let's be real, this is the post Drew Brees era, and they're gonna go through some growing pains. And the Bills proved that. You know, yeah. once again, as they finally that Bills team showed up and did what they were supposed to do. Because if the Saints took it to them and punched them in the mouth on Thursday, oh, I wouldn't God. have been surprised. However, the Bills made sure to you know. Stifle that that narrative and just took care of business, and it, and the Saints came in hurt. I mean, there was no Kamara, you know, um, there was no Mark Ingram. They didn't even have their yeah, they number did. one yeah, they were limping in there. Back. I mean, it 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 contributes to the six, but at the same time, the Saints have been str- <laughs> again. That's what I mean. Like they don't have no identity right now, not at all, literally. And so again, to just conclude to answer your question, I think they it's the personnel. I think Singletary Moss. You want to keep one of them, make them a third down back, and then they need to just seriously clean house, go after some new rushes, a new slew of rushing running backs, find another um, playmaker that can you know, stretch the field um, where you can make, you can, hell, you can put down, that that way you can put a um, Emmanuel Sanders in a slot or something, or you get some bona fide slot receiver and, you know, Sanders just becomes that guy where you know what you got to play him honest, and if you if y'all, mm-hmm. y'all cheat on him, he'll just kill you. You know, I think there's value there if they're thinking about bringing him back. I like what the Bills did. I like that move when they picked him up. Like when you were talking about, I it loved it. Season, I was like, damn, that's a home run. You know? and, and if Devin Singletary, Zach Moss could have came along, that would have been this. This would be the most lethal team. But I think the fact that they don't have a a run game really hampers their ability to to really make games tough on other teams uh, i guess a lot of defense come in and just say hey we just get after josh allen just go scream down for him because we really don't have to worry about these other two running backs back here no and if i'm not mistaken josh allen is leading the team 
I would not be surprised if that's the case. And um, I was I was saying that thinking like, man, Zach Moss really did have a good. He had a couple season. of good games. He had a, you know, exactly. He had a couple of good games. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what it came out to be. Let's let's but move yeah, on let's to move Sunday. On. Uh, I could talk about Buffalo. Let's well, let's talk about a team that we should be talking about all day in Cincinnati Bengals, forty-one to ten, absolutely just in the mouth. <laughs> just they came over and just well, you you Yinzers came over in in Cincinnati and just thought you were gonna do something, thought you had something there. You said if they hit them in the mouth, I'd have said something else. <laughs> Pulled their pants down and right up the <laughs> no Vaseline. <laughs> <laughs> They were gang raped. <laughs> oh no, uh, no! It Ben Roethlisberger, it ain't it. Sorry, you're not gonna be able to do like this is over. Joe Mixon can't just ran all over this defense. They just didn't even give them a chance. That is, 165 yards. Joe Mixon like the the rookie of the year this year is over. Who is this guy? Joe Mixon's not a rookie. Joe, what are you talking about like oh, that. <laughs> this guy been T Higgins. That dude finally showed up. Jesus Christ. 114 yards, a touchdown on six receptions. Nice. Um, so he's he's coming along very very nicely this season to kind of compliment and uh, give some some credence to to that uh, Jamar Chase pick over there. Yes. Um. But God, they just came in there and that defense just absolutely got after Every, everything that they thought that they had Pittsburgh with that offense that they thought they had just got after him, just took it all away. I, this is a proud moment for me. <laughs> I, I, you, I did not see Cincinnati do this virtually ever in my lifetime. And this is, they never showed to be that team. And this, this year is a little different than other teams. Okay. Remember our narrative about Cleveland at the beginning of the year? Yeah. Shifted over Cincinnati. to Cincinnati. That's <laughs> Cincinnati I mean, has become my favorite team to watch this season. I I can't even argue that. That them just like, oh my god, man! I'm like, I th- I thought once Chad Johnson left, I, I was, <laughs> you know, I was like, I'm done with this 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 franchise forever. Like they they'll never come out of obscurity. Yet there's the Joe Burrow error, and I am high on Joe Burrow. That injury just messed my whole thinking about Cincinnati up, and they have just proved all the naysayers. This one right here included. Completely wrong. I did pick Cincinnati for this against the to beat the Steelers. I did not think it was going to be a thirty-one point victory. I, even at home, I was just like, I, I knew, I, exactly. I, I expected them to sweep the series. I, I after they won the first game, which I believe we both picked them mm-hmm. in that first game. Mm-hmm. Um, even after that, I was like, all right, that wasn't a fluke though to me. I was like, they're going to win this game. It's gonna, and I thought it was going to be a tight. Fought game because you got Mike Tomlin on the other side trying to get revenge. I, I was expecting twenty three twenty. You know, you know, I'm seeing something in that twenty four seventeen. You know, something in striking distance. This game was over before it even started. <laughs> the game was over in the second quarter. They were up thirty one to three going into half. Yeah, it, it was just a curtain call at that point. <laughs> and, and 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 still. Didn't even show up in the second half. I'm, no, that was a garbage time touch. Uh, you know, touchdown. Which, who, you know, whatever. It, I didn't it, care. I, nobody, nobody cared. Did, it know. was horrible. Okay, you you finally found a tight end in the end zone. Got it. Well, you know, when the Bengals are obviously over the sidelines and celebrating for the last thirty two hours or something. <laughs> so it, it, yeah, congratulations, Cincinnati. I am so <laughs> impressed by this team and so excited see some fresh young blood coming up in like a team these type of franchises who usually are just 
doormats. Yeah. You know, and not this year. And I'm like, you sweep the Steelers, you did something. Congratulations. And the rest. I don't even think Cleveland was able to do that last year. Mm -mm. And like what I brought up, like how the narrative of Cleveland, we were ready to put them. And I was there. I always, I felt that they kind of jumped ahead a year or so, but nevertheless, if you're that team, you're that team. But yeah. They did some regression. Things happened over there. But in Cincinnati, they just continue to keep thriving. Whether it's going through Jamar Chase, it's going through Higgins, it's going through. Now they reinsurged Mixon. Mixon has not shown, have been, I haven't seen Mixon do anything for three seasons. Yeah. And I will say this, though. Cincinnati, as a franchise, do not F this up after this season. You still need to fix this offensive line. Yes. And <laughs> let's remember the Andy Dalton stat. I think what he had eight straight playoff appearances where they, they kept lo- like they just. They I don't even know. I, then you know what? This may not even be the Andy Dalton stat. It's, I think it's just the Cincinnati stat. Because I think this goes back to Carson Palmer where mm-hmm. they just have like eight or nine straight first round losses. <laughs> you know, or just playoff exits, even if they won a division maybe yeah. once back then. But. If if Burrow can get them into the playoffs and they can just win their first playoff game, they that's your Super Bowl, right? I mean, there anybody who draws them in the playoffs is not going to be happy about it. This is going to be a tough team to play because they they play in Cincinnati. Like this, this is a cold weather team where it's like you you're not just gonna waltz in there and just be like, all right, we're you're just gonna be able to. Just... And I'm putting Baltimore <laughs> on notice right now. Oof. You slip up. And let this team get this division. I don't know what this. I mean, all of the AFC needs to be on notice. They're one game behind having the first place in the AFC right now. That is true. That is true. Yes. So they, I mean, it's everybody in the AFC is on notice right now that Cincinnati is a team that you do not want to be playing when it comes to January football. No. Um. No, not at all. And I mean, they basically just. I mean, took Pittsburgh's spot, literally. Like, I mean, we taking this. We <laughs> we got this spot. You all see y'all in the draft somewhere. Go to the lottery, whatever you want to call it. We out of here. But yeah, Cincinnati has definitely made made um <clears throat> made made a made a um, boss move. <laughs> and, and, and they're making a mockery of Pittsburgh. Um, but the moving only on. Saving grace is that tie. Oh my gosh. Oh, God. No, it's not a saving grace because it was against Detroit. I get that. But it ain't it ain't the six. It could have been six losses, but they still got that five. No, just, it's a no. saving grace. For it's them. not because when you actually look at the numbers, you're like they tied against the team that literally cannot buy a win right now. Uh, but the Bucks go ahead and they they pull off the victory versus the uh, Indianapolis Colts on the road there. Um, so thirty eight thirty one. Carson Wentz, man. This Come could on. arguably been game of the week. It was it was it a fantastic game. It really was. And I I mean, I was in and out of it. I seen most of it. Don't get when I'm saying I'm out. Yeah. I wasn't out that much. Um, but I was watching them on two different sets. Yeah. And it was just going back and forth. But yeah, it, but it gave me opportunity to focus on the other game, which we're getting to in a moment. But uh Heartbreaker. I, I I thought Indianapolis had him. I, I was like, oh I my was God. so ready for Indianapolis I, to to I, be I, back on the map here. I know you are home. I know you should be the favorites, but yeah, it's the defending champs. It's Tom Brady. They on the road, regardless. But you're in a dome. It, it's just like, oh God, this is Tom Brady back in Indianapolis. You know, here's the thing. Yeah, go ahead. 
Tampa Bay, I'm slow. I'm coming further and further down on them being a, a, cause I already said, I don't think that they're going to be the team to win the NFC. Um, and I, even every single week that they play a good team, even when they win, you got two interceptions off of Indianapolis this game, mm-hmm. off of Carson Wentz specifically. And come like, how is this a one score game? How did how did that final interception be the only thing that gave you a chance at winning this game? Because I I felt it that everybody going into that final drive with Indianapolis when they got the ball. They're like, damn, that's it. They're gonna they're gonna go right down there and they're gonna score. They're gonna run the clock out and they're going to score. It's just a matter of how many zeros are left on the clock when they kick the field goal. Right. It's I don't apart from the final drive, I mean, excellent game. But yeah, you got you you was having those reservations with probably half of the country with this game. I mean, you know, and it happened. <laughs> and I, you know, no knock to. To, to Indianapolis, you played your freaking hearts out. You just came up a little bit short. Um, the I defense say, has to be better, though. Yeah, you cannot let and Leonard Fournette flat just in the second half. It just what happened in the second half? Like they just cooled off. You yeah, was on no. fire. They going were into the killing him in the first half. <laughs> yeah, I, and that's the thing that I was saying a couple of weeks ago. That's the, the that is the issue with this Indianapolis team, and might be the issue with Frank Reich as the head coach, mm-hmm. where. You have to be able to get your team to play all four quarters because if you're looking to have Super Bowl aspirations, teams like Tampa Bay are going to be the teams that you got to play. And this was just a first class, just excellent way of showing you how when you come out flat in the second half, that's you're going to lose games that way. Against good teams, you're going to lose games. You have to finish. Exactly. <clears throat> That and that's really my only issue with Frank Reich at this point. It's just like, dude, come on, stop going so conservative in the second half. Yeah. It, even with the fact that it, even though your game plan was to pass the ball and to get down the field, mm-hmm. your game plan wasn't aggressive enough because you completely took out your biggest playmaker in the in the in the third quarter. You did not give the ball to Jonathan Taylor a single time in the third quarter. He did not get a single rush in the third quarter. And that's where I'm like, all right, well, you still have to run the clock, but two, he's your biggest playmaker. How is your, how are you not passing to him? How are you not just design handoffs, right? Counters, anything traps outside, (laughs) outside zone, anything in the run. I know you're going against one of the toughest front sevens in the NFL, but this dude was already eating. Yeah. Cause you've seen Wentz that line was, Hella impressive. I mean, outside, outside of, of those two interceptions, yeah, and yeah, exactly. Got to protect the football, man. Uh, that, that's at this point is he. I think he's gotten over the BS with Philadelphia, where he just can't do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has this offense. I think he's got the offense down. He, I know he definitely can run it and get this team down the field. Um, you just got to protect the football, though. That that's the that's the second half of it. All that was the second part of everything that was happening with Philadelphia. It wasn't just the fact that you weren't able to run this offense in Philadelphia. It's also the fact that you were turning the ball over at the same time. You got the offense, all, offense down now. Protect the football now. That that he does that, Indy is going to be a team that is going to take over the AFC. They do, um, and and stay healthy. 
And and I think we're going to still see that down the stretch of this year, this season. I mean, outside of I'm just going to take out just playing. The Patriots got to come there, come to them, and then they have to go to Arizona in back-to-back weeks. Take out those two two weeks. The rest of the way, they should win at Texas. At, at, I'm expecting at them to play well against those two teams. Even I'm, I'm just saying that, that's might be not a translate into wins, but they right. should win. They just should be able to get one of those. One of those. And that's that's my point. But the rest of the way, you got to be kidding me. It's a joke. Have you even seen? Well, because their front half of their their schedule was so in- yeah, insanely difficult. And, that, and they're and they're six <laughs> and six. So they clear this. They won going into this game. They won five of their last six. Yeah, only losing to Tennessee. And yeah, so but the only thing I come to look at is who did they lose to? And I'm like, my guys, all the time. <laughs> you know, and I get it, but it's like you gotta actually win one of these. Yeah, that know? that's the thing. You know, you I mean, first week Seahawks. That's big because it's the first week. But before and Carson Wentz and Quentin Nelson were still injured. True. <laughs> then at you know lose to the Rams. At they got swept by the Titans. Um, you lose at the Ravens. And then now you lost to the Buccaneers. However, they do, which would legitimize this, and I said that to say this, they beat Buffalo last week mm-hmm. in Buffalo. So, and to just get edged against the Buccaneers, by all means, I, I have not changed my stance. They're that team this year. That That's going to be in the race. So, Andy. In, in the AFC. Yeah. So, I'm not souring on them, but they, you know, they got a softball matchup next year, next week at, at, at Houston. So, I'm like, look, hey, I need to see them stomp. That's stomp what I was gonna say. I need to see a blowout. No, yeah. nothing is this close. You know, thirteen, twenty. Type no nonsense. playing down to your competition. Please here. don't. You know, r- run the score up forty. Speaking plus. of, but yeah, let's move on. <laughs> Speaking of <laughs> playing down to your competition, 33-10, Miami versus Carolina. Oh God, it's funny because go. We is we were. No, what's funny is is we were having a conversation as this game just started, and Cam had thrown that bomb, and you're like, "Cam's back. That's my dude. That like, I love." This. And then the bottom just fell out for Carolina. <laughs> Everything that could go wrong did go wrong. I can't believe <laughs> I started this dude over Matthew Stafford. I just like. <laughs> I was so like, man, if there's ever time to start this guy, it's now. Yeah, exactly what you just said. Continue. I'm just all I, right. <laughs> no, I, and this is where I'm at with. Uh, I think this is so ugly. It was bad. It was bad. Miami second quarter them? on. Why did I pick them? I, I don't know. My part I, of my picks. I don't, don't know. I, t- I I said this was a tough game to pick. But Miami's at home, and I'm taking them just for that fact alone. Did I you take Miami? yeah, and I had a mark of a different. <laughs> yeah, you sure? I'm 100 positive. Okay, I'm just yeah. I just didn't have it marked on my paper. Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, yeah, Miami though <sighs> took God. them because they were at home. Gaskin ended up with two touchdowns. Tua had himself career day, 27 for 31. The legend, <laughs> 230 <laughs> yards and a touchdown. Uh, and then the dude that had his career game. I'm tired of this BS when it comes to fantasy. Mm. Nine receptions, 137 yards, and a touchdown for Jalen Waddle. The hell has that been all year? I will be mentioning him a little later in one of our spotlight players. But yes, all right. uh, yeah, this dude just, I mean, if you're trying to make a claim for 
Absolutely, he is not year. getting rookie of the year. I'm just making a point. I, I, we did rookie of the this. year is on lock, and said, we're going to talk about who that I is said in the next. He was a dark horse pick, and that legitimizes <laughs> even further that he should at least be on the ballot. That's uh, all I'm saying. On the this is his first game that was actually like yeah, all right. Yeah, he yeah. had one other game that was actually pretty decent. And for rookies, boom, ballot. No, the rookie that is on the on the ballot is Titans Patriots Mac Jones. This dude came in here, thirty-six to thirteen. Just, oh god! And, the, and this was a game. I see what you did there. You just swagged right out of that game. Because <laughs> well, outside it's of fine. outside fine. of Gaskin and Tua, and there's there's nothing. Thirty-three to ten, cool. Five and seven. Now you're you're technically still in the hunt. I was actually impressed that, in light of my hoopla of okay, of, 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 I, I was man. You you already knew. I was so caught up in this camp thing. <laughs> Yeah, he brought me back down. I'm like, okay, dude. All right, Miami. I, I disrespect you, Josh. I didn't think y'all was going. Damn. They just... No, okay, I, I, I'm I done. will say, Miami, with, you're in that. the hunt, but I'm. I'm. It's great to see Tua had a game like this because now he either has trade value or you can build off of this. But outside of that, there's nothing to take from this because I don't think Miami is going to be a team that actually is going to get this AFC spot. Because uh, it, it is too competitive in the AFC. I was going to say, it's too deep. Yeah, and, and no Carolina, sorry, but all. you now losing Christian McCaffrey, and we'll talk about him in the injury update, uh, yes. but losing him, you guys have no shot at either. So that's that. But yeah, maybe we can move on. I New England taking on Tennessee. New England gets the win, 36-13. to 13, And now New England, well, at the time of this win, they were number one in the AFC. But... Uh, now I think they're number three. Um, and again, we'll talk about that a little bit later in, in all of these two, uh, yeah. matchups. Um, but uh, yeah, maybe I I don't know the exact standings. I could have to look at them later. But they, Patriots they are two. pulled off a just a clinic on the Titans. The Titans never had a chance. They, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, they did make it a game in the second quarter, but then. Just the mastermind himself, Bill Belichick, halftime adjustment came out and just shut them down and didn't give them any room to breathe in the second half. No, and this was exactly the other game I was watching simultaneously yeah. with the Bucks and Colts. And I've watched more of this game than I did the Bucks and Colts, actually, which should have flip flopped that because the other it was really yeah. the other game. But as you just a clinic, I, there's no better way of <laughs> describing this game. I'm like, this man is just sitting here dissecting this team. I'm, Mac Jones came out there 23 for 32, uh, of 32, rather, uh, 310 yards and two touchdowns. Looked like a seasoned vet out there, literally. Like, Just and, dicing up this defense. I, oh, my God. I, I ain't going to say the Titans were done and they're finished, but just for the sake of Sunday, they were done and finished. I mean, my God. they, I, Belichick just... Just dinked and dunked and <laughs> gashed and pulled and spot <laughs> here and shot there and I mean it just the the the, the Titans defense looks so perplexed. They were lost. They were everybody. They <sighs> Bill Belichick in this offense just put guys from the Tennessee defense on islands and just had them so confused the whole game. You want to know that the, the the biggest island was right in the middle of the field. Yeah. I mean, he just 
right over the play, top. Next right play, over <laughs> next play. And every time it was a different receiver. Every single time. I was like, wow. Well, hey, Myers came out there with five receptions, 98 yards. This dude just cruising. Uh, they, uh, look at the entire <laughs> And by the way, Buffalo, if you want to know how to utilize a rusher, go ahead and look at Tennessee for this. 12 carries for 131 yards and a touchdown. Don Trill, he was a, a silent beast. <laughs> on, like, stay on schedule. All you got to do is stay on. This is above and beyond staying on schedule, but I'm just saying, yeah, and stay then, on schedule. And then look at what the Dante Foreman, right behind him. Mm-hmm. 19. <laughs> I have to give Tennessee just this one small piece of credit. At least, at, even in the midst of losing and falling behind, they stay committed to that run game, and that they stay committed to what was working. And even though it was yeah. not going to give them the win, I thought it was an impressive way to lose. <laughs> so, if that makes any type of sense. Well, I mean, once you come out of the second half, it was—I mean, it was sixteen to thirteen, and then they jumped on you twenty-six to thirteen. You're just like, all right, hands up. We have nothing left that we can really. There's nothing else we we got, and so they were just like, you know what? We're going to play our game. We'll see if we can get out of here with the win like that. Didn't didn't pan out, but you showed some promise with that. And and that I think is something to build off when you get your dude Derrick Henry back next year. Maybe oh, yeah. they go try to get a quarterback and some and, and some other pieces around them uh to try to completely round out that offense and definitely fix the damn defense. Jesus Christ. Yeah, this 30 joke. points a game is not going to be a way to stay in it. Especially when you're a run first offense. Yeah, and this Jekyll and Hyde defense scenario is not gonna work because they're more it's more missed than hit. And they you definitely got defensive issues. They, oh my god, they, they played I mean massive injuries going into this. I, I I do want to put that out there, but I'd like the way who did for the for the healthy players, they did come and play as bad as good as they could. They just didn't have any stuff. I mean, come on. You lost A.J. Brown. You got Julio Jones out. No no Derrick Henry. Ryan Tannehill is playing like Ryan Tannehill year two in Miami. Yeah. Adam Gase, 10-year Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. And I'm like, who is this guy? And why did I keep him in my damn uh, dynasty league? It's just, <laughs> oh, God. Over Matthew Stafford. Do not ask me why. I do not know. But that's what I did. And He didn't ask me for advice, just so you yeah, guys obviously. know. And... <laughs> Here we go. And I've I mean it's the most goofiest stat line I've ever seen. They had ninety-three total passing yards and two hundred and seventy total rushing yards. I think that's supposed to be the other way around. Yeah. It it was not it was not a pretty game. I mean, hey, rushing, fantastic. You're going they they are going to have that for years to come. But they've got to get some other things figured out. But yes. I think this this game is more about Mac Jones and the Patriots and just whatever oh they were gosh. able to do and just look round I, of applause. I, uh, he by far rookie is the, the rookie of the year. <laughs> There's no other question. Nobody's even close right now. And as long as he just plays decent, he just has to way, play halfway decent the rest of the rest he, of the season. It's a lot. He has the bag. I'm sorry. Cause he, he, I mean, I don't even think he like took it. It just he just came and just picked it up off the table and walked away. He's like, like oh, "Hey guys, you all forgot this." Yeah, I'll take that. So, but um, like you were saying, Joy, Jacoby Myers five for ninety eight, uh, Kendrick Bourne five for sixty one, two touchdowns. Brandon Bowden four for fifty four, uh, Johnu Smith three for forty nine. Oh, Johnu Smith sighting. <laughs> yeah, 
And even, I mean, now you want to round it out at the bottom. Aguilar, three for 20. Hunter Henry, two for 16. I got to even scroll down further. Damian Harris, one for 12. And Ramon J. Stevenson missed his one target. But he was taking care of it on the rush on the rushing end, nine for 46. So just weapons, weapons, weapons. He used everything at his disposal. And God. again, even Ramondre Stevenson, I, I, I'm sorry, I keep going back to Buffalo, but even Ramondre Stevenson on nine carries got this, got more yards than Singletary was with 15. To, to our point last week when I said, if there's ever a way to run a committee, New England has the blueprint. That is true. That is, I mean, Buffalo. In the freaking same <laughs> damn division. Still their plan. You steal everything else from each other. New England is still the blueprint, Buffalo. Jesus. No, I'm kidding. I'm not tr- <laughs> you know, there might be some truth to that now, uh, unfortunately. Uh, but all right. with that being said, yes. <laughs> uh, well, let's get past this trash game uh, coming up next. Uh, <laughs> the Giants win 13-7. to uh, This is just a bad game from Philly, and that, that's where I'm going to leave it. Uh, just no, the bad think, Philadelphia I think, game. I think I might, I might end up be adding Philly to my list of, with the New York list. Like I think I'm just gonna stop picking these guys unless they well, play, they each, play other. each other again. So yeah, I might, I might go for a tie. <laughs> okay, I'll just take the L on either side. Another trash bowl game. Falcons. Uh, go ahead and get the win on the road versus huh. Jacksonville. Huh? <sighs> huh? <laughs> huh? This is the first time that I actually felt confident in Jacksonville winning a damn game. And they still came out and put up this clunker. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Just, I mean, in, in the, sorry. I cannot look at a game where you have a rookie quarterback throwing for 42 yard, for 42 attempts and say, oh, I feel confident in that one. Even if it is Trevor freaking Lawrence. No, 42 pass attempts. What the I, hell I was that? I understand. You know what? And this is why Urban Meyer should be fired. <laughs> See, I, I understand the sympathy with what he's getting because you know you know what it is. It's as a, let's just put a pause in the Urban Meyer for a second. You you can get back on that in a second, just in a moment. I think the the league spectators, leagues, fans, everybody it just got a sentimental value for Trevor Lawrence. Like man, you're the number one pick. You coming up out of Clemson. You coming off? You didn't come off national title. They lose. Um, uh, they didn't win that one. But no. coming out, yeah, he does have one. Playing, though. Yeah, but he does have a national title. Lost one, one, one. You know, all the accolades, everything. Your career is set, and it's like, yeah, Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah, he's just getting. It's the, true. You know, it's kind of one of those. He threw for forty-two yards. He didn't have one touchdown. And, you know, it's, it's, it's everything is so apologetic for him. It, <laughs> it's 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 sad in the grand scheme of things because. Unfortunately, Trevor Lawrence, it ain't going to get much better until the team gets better. But you know what the worst part about it is? This dude, Trevor Lawrence, even with, I mean, that it's a decent stat line, 228 for a touchdown on 23 or 42 passing. Mm-hmm. He was still the leading pass. Like, Ryan Tannehill, or sorry, Matt Ryan did worse in this game. Really? Ooh, shock there. <laughs> like that. Like, no, no. You, you and for the, I mean, because this, this is the Cordell Patterson game. Absolutely. Which <laughs> makes this, completely makes my point for me with his little 190, one touchdown, one interception game. You know, miss me, Matt Ryan. I'm, you know, I already, I'm not even going to get this. I'm going to keep it on to Jacksonville. But yes, I guess my problem only would be in the grand scheme of things that he had a good game, but this was against Atlanta. Yeah. It's like, dude. It was why I picked him. You're at home. You should be I, able to beat Atlanta at I home. I understand. <laughs> but you know, I just thought Atlanta was just a little bit better. 
That's you know, I mean, and they were just a little bit better to get I, this one. That's exactly what I did. <laughs> they were just even with Jacksonville at home. I'm like, if I lose, oh god, we got a stretch of crap games. It, it's it's gonna keep it going. But um, congratulations, as you just stated, Quarter L Patterson game. Thank you for showing up on when you're bench. on my bench. Yeah, I had no uh, <laughs> starting. You made me have to sweat it out all the way to the end of Monday night to ten o'clock. I mean, this really, I, yeah. Thanks a lot, Carter. But thanks for coming back. Uh, well, the Jets, uh, they got themselves a win, and another game I got wrong. Uh, they're now three and eight, twenty-one to fourteen, as they beat the Houston Texans. Tyra Taylor looked good in the first half, and then it all the bottom fell out in the second. Just like weren't able to get anything done, anything he was going. So on offensive foot, he was about to pick the Jets. No, I said this game just sucks, and I'm just taking whoever whoever's at home. <laughs> yeah, I kind of took the same. All right, Texans. You know that was that was that was just pathetic. And I'm not really going. The leading receiver in this game was freaking Braxton Berrios. Two receptions for 47 yards. This game, sorry, this game was just horrible. I I don't even want to spend more time say, on this. This game was so bad it should have been played in London. I'll leave it at that. And the a team that should probably start thinking about relocation, Broncos go ahead and get the win against the Chargers, uh, twenty-eight to thirteen. The hell was that, LA? What the hell was that? I don't care that you were on the road. I told you, I'm, I'm every week. I'm getting more and more <laughs> down on this team, and I'm just like, okay, they're the team I was looking at them as going into the, the, the um in the preseason. They're going to be this kind of a slightly above the middle of the road but they have that 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 um capabilities of beating anybody at any time but they're just not that team yet i think they're still you lost to denver you did (laughs) you did you lost to teddy b teddy (laughs) no you lost to drew lock teddy Teddy bridgewater injured he got injured in this game in the first quarter wasn't it was early i know it was in the first half i don't know exactly oh that's right he did get hurt what the you lost to drew freaking lock you let Drew Locke throw fourteen points in the in the in the in the fourth quarter on you. A dude that damn near got cut. <laughs> okay, I, I'm gonna play devil's advocate and just state that with all of their preparation and and and, and um, getting ready and the playing the game, they just <laughs> had no idea Drew Locke was gonna even gonna play, <laughs> and had no answers for him <laughs> as he just carved them up a good four for seven. <laughs> 26 yards and an interception. He didn't do anything. <laughs> uh, he didn't do anything, but it's just a matter of like you weren't able. No. Drew Locke led offense. You you weren't able to just like you knew coming into that. All you got to do now is stop the run game. Yeah, and they they basically found a way to. I don't know what how they did it. They did it through their run <laughs> game. So it, yeah, they 30. Oh my god, 33 carries for 147 yards, two touchdowns. I'm like, come on, come. Do better, Chargers. Do better. That the defense has to play better, and I guess that's going to be their number one because they've already they've already gotten everything that they needed to fix on the offense. Not everything, but most of what they needed to fix on the offensive line. Um, maybe some questions at, at in, on the receiver front. Just is Keenan Allen still that guy? Uh, can Mike Williams take over games? There's just questions there. I don't think that's what their main problem was on offense. Look at their run game. They they just they abandoned it. And they you know, come on. Herbert is your 44 rusher. pass attempts. That's not going to cut it. I'm sorry. 
he's twenty eight for forty four, three hundred. I mean, three hundred three yards and two touchdowns. Solid. This is a bad game. Yeah. Um, you know, there was a division rival in Denver. I mean, maybe. And they maybe. did. This was the dude that missed. Dustin Hopkins missed multiple kicks to to keep this game somewhat comparable. Uh, <laughs> Because, I mean, in the fourth quarter, they ended up just having to air it out and just try to score touchdowns. I mean, if you hit two of those field goals, it's 19, and maybe Denver isn't so comfortable with running the ball in the fourth quarter. They're they're going to start trying to get Drew Locke involved and, and whatnot. So I, I definitely think that those missed field goals really kind of changed the tide of the game yeah. when you had two of them clank off the the same upright. It's like, dude, and, and I think they were on back-to-back drives, if, I, if I'm remembering correctly. But well, Shawnee, he only missed one. Oh, I thought he missed two. No, he missed one. He was uh, might have been a PAT he missed then. One for one. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. He missed. The, yeah, he missed the point after as well. Gotcha. So though those were just yeah, he missed two. Like you said, <laughs> from thirty yards out. I'm like, dude, come on. This is what they pay you to do. Yeah. Seriously. Honestly, just oh God, all right. <laughs> Let's Bad talk about loss. another LA team that had a difficult loss. Rams fall to seven and four uh, on the road against the Packers, uh, thirty-six to twenty-eight. The Packers get the win. I'm sorry, the Packers don't have any like truly inspiring wins to me. Like any like convincing wins to me on their schedule. No. They're all either against cupcake teams or they're very suspect wins. Yeah, like we can start with the Arizona game. You know, yo, we're in Arizona on a short week. Arizona just came off a tough, you know, it's like, come on. Yeah, I get it. But like you were saying, it just, no. Against the Lions, um, they just edged at the 49ers in week three. You know, um, then, you know, Steelers have to come to Green Bay, you know, and then they found a way 25-22 at Cincinnati, you know, like they, they found, you know, then 24-14 at Chicago, and then again, 24-21 at the Cardinals. It's so, they, it's just these, from what I'm seeing, there's a lot of suspectness going on <laughs> on the road where they're finding a way just to edge these teams, just, just trying to, just finding a way. Yeah. You know, um, up until at Minnesota, and Minnesota finally caught him, you know. But which again? But I mean, it, it, congrats on the win. But it's still like, come on, like I for them to be number one or number two in the, in the NFC right now, and to be on number one in some teams or some people's power rankings and stuff like that. I'm like, this team just truly isn't that that team to me. I'm I I have the same sentiment. I'm this is apart from fandom. I'm just I'm not yeah. I'm, t- I'm not, not just, as a Chicago person. It's just at. like right. I'm not inspired. Like I I because I'm a fan of Aaron Rodgers. Like even though I'm a Bears fan, right? And I'm looking at this. I'm like, okay, that was a solid game, but twenty eight for forty five. You're supposed to be one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the league, right? I I, I if you're gonna be throwing that much, I'm I want to see you at least in in the thirties. If not thirty five plus, you're, you're telling me, what's that? Two uh, seventeen missed throws. I know some of those are drop passes and whatnot, but yeah, I, I, I am, I am suspecting 
within the next few weeks or something else. Green Bay's going to hit a wall. I mean, and they're going to get exposed for what's going on now. I'm saying that apart from unless that defense continues to carry them some kind of way, which I don't know where the resurgence of this defense came from, and I will give them all the credit in the world defensively. Offensively, I have a lot of questions. Uh, I have questions I on both ends. A lot of raised eyebrows and, you know, chin rubs, and I'm just like, I'm not too – I'm, I'm a little su- like he was. I'm a little suspect about this offense, but um, Green Bay is just one of these. One of I'm, these not, teams I'm not ready to call them a like, fraud, but I'm just no. saying like this is a very suspect nine and three. Um, and and it and it to me it seems like every year I have this sentiment about them, and it always turns out that they're not the ones who wins the NFC. No, and it's not like they just got a lock on. Um, <clears throat> NFC Championship bid because they don't. They get it's not even like they have a lock on the NFC North bid. That's true. I mean, tr- true. I mean, they usually get the edge. But I mean, they they, they, they usually get it, but it's right. never. I mean, it's either Chicago or Minnesota's Minnesota right is there. right there behind them. Right. And now this year they are separating themselves more than they ever have. Various reasons we don't need to get into. But, yeah. Um, and I'm only saying that that's a whole other show. That, that's a, that's a different conversation. What I'm right. saying is, is that like this is a, like, yes, there is that 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 separator this year that mm-hmm. they kind of have this what four game buffer right now. Um, but even with that, I'm just like okay, well then let's look at the rest of the NFC. I'm not taking Green Bay over Tampa. I'm not taking Green Bay over the Rams even even after this game. I wouldn't even take them over Dallas if this game's in Dallas. Now, if this in Green Bay, you know what? It depends on the- no, no. Healthy Zeke. I'm taking Dallas no matter where the game is. I just I, Dallas got to show me they can they can play in cold weather. I just need to see Dallas with the healthy running back because <laughs> they I mean, I mean Zeke's been with a knee injury for the last for the last month. Like hey hey hey, Antonio Gibson is playing with a fractured leg all season. Don't, don't miss me with the knee. No. I'm Antonio Gibson I'm is kidding. in freaking Washington. It's a completely different situation. <laughs> I'm just fracture leg, exactly. But yet, no. I'm, stop. Go. <laughs> All right. And on that note, let's talk about Minnesota. San Francisco. <laughs> I was just saying, like, Zeke injury is okay. He's he's hurt. He's not injured. He's hurt. Well, but I mean, even no, with that. But I know that's slowing yeah. him down just a tad. But if he gets that healthier. Oh, I, I'm taking if they and I, I get, along I with the fact you, that Kellen Moore I get exactly gets his head out of his ass that. and starts running the ball with Zeke. And, and I'm saying this, and Pollard, they have a two back yeah. system. And Pollard is not anything to sneeze at. I'm just as no. a fantasy manager, I'm really frustrated with this Pollard BS. <laughs> I'll call it that oh, from right. a fantasy perspective. As a football, hey, great, great to have a two back system. You did experience all of that this week. I am sure. And I wasn't saying <laughs> this had nothing to do with fantasy. It was just completely X's and O's NFL stuff. Um, but yes, um, but I like your take. I just I have to see. Dallas got to show me a little bit more to show me that, like in December, yeah. they can go to Green Bay. No, I get that. You know. Now, if it's October, September, bring it on. You know, like I we can play if it's in Jerry World, bring it on. Oh, I, I don't definitely I, say if they at home. Yeah. Oh, it's a wrap. But I was just saying that outside of Dallas, maybe going to Green Bay, like say say in January uh-huh. or something. I I see what you're saying. I, I'm yeah. I'm saying like I'm not seeing many teams that they're gonna sit here and stomp over because what we got left, Arizona. Yeah, let's run this back one more time and see how that goes. <laughs> the Rams. Let's run it back. Let's run it back. You know, um, I even throw the 49ers back in there. 
Mm. Let's run that back, you know, because I'm sorry. Outside of Seattle, that you know, NFC West, I'm still impressed. Yeah. From the, the, uh, even the 49ers, they're slightly they're, – they're, Cincinnati, they're let's run it back. Gosh, Cincinnati. <laughs> exactly. You can run all these. Chicago, let's run that back <laughs> in Chicago. <laughs> let's run them all back. How about that? <laughs> can we switch coaches, please? <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, that actually anyway. might that might that might get it done to be completely. I mean, that's I'm done with Chicago. We talked about them to start. Let's... No, no, no. no. <laughs> right, I, I wasn't uh, going to make that, but yeah, you know, I I do feel where you're coming from. Your sentiments about Green Bay. With that, I, I'm still going to give them they, they're, they're flowers. They nine wins, three losses. Um, I mean, they're doing what they're supposed home, to do. You know, yeah, winning at home. You know, and I get and that's fine. I you know I ain't going to knock it, but what it shows, they can be beat on the road. Yeah, I, I just I'm at a point where I'm just looking at it where I'm like, yes, you're doing what you're supposed to do, and they do deserve the credit for that because we've seen multiple teams not do that. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to it, when I'm looking ahead and I'm looking as a prognosticator of football, I'm looking at it and I'm just like, Green Bay is not a team where I'm like, all right, I can I I can say I I am not at a point where I can say I can safely choose them to win the NFC. I wasn't coming into the season thinking that they were going to be able to win this this conference, and I'm sitting here right now. I really don't think that they can. I I think that they can get gotten the first round. They can, and you know, and we go back to this Rams game. You know what this really came down to? Matthew Stafford just being absolutely abysmal. I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm even oversimplify this. It really this was the only thing that was the difference. The separator was the first quarter. Yeah. You know, it, was like, it wasn't even the end of the game. It was the beginning of the game. It's just how it's... Yeah, they just, you can't dig a hole for yourself and yeah, expect to come just, out they of just it. Can't, they just came out too slow. I do know? need to see the Rams figure out a way to make OBJ that Robert Woods substitute because I, I totally understand how much of a, a hole Robert Woods is for this offense. He's kind of the lifeblood of it and just kind of keep... He is what kind of their run game is supposed to be, just keeping them on schedule. Mm-hmm. But... If they take away Cooper Cup and there's only OBJ left and Van Jefferson, those two guys have to step up. Van Jefferson did, but now OBJ has to do the same thing. So I think that they need to either find a way to scheme him open mm-hmm. or really just make it so that he can fit within this offense or build a package around him. I don't know what it has to be, but you went out of your way to go get this guy. Um, And same thing on the defensive end. Von Miller needs to be able to thrive in this defense and, and get after the quarterback. But again, neither here nor there. Uh, OBJ for this offense to to click, he has to be a part of it, and and he has to become that Robert Wood substitute. He has to because it's going to end up it's going to be a trickle down effect, and it's going to end up going to be starting to affect Van Jefferson where he's going to mm-hmm. be a non factor. Well, because Van Jefferson, I as a if he was a second, third year wide receiver, I I would expect him to step up into that role. But he's a rookie; he's got to get some time to acclimate to even. He needs this full season to acclimate to the NFL game. Yeah. I'm not expecting him to take over staying on schedule duties of a wide receiver as a, as a rookie. That's not what he is. That's you drafted him in what the second, third round. Mm-hmm. He's not a stud. He's not like one of these out of this world wide receivers that can come in like a Jamar chase and do that. That's not this, who this he guy is, is. A prototypical number three that can burn you, you know, yeah. and you know, he's, he's, he's your Byron pink Pringles. Yes. He is good for this team. You know, don't make, he doesn't have to be the focal point, but he could, he has that kind of skill set, but 
you got Odell and you got man Cup, man when Woods do come back, oh my God, they got a four hit attack. You know where we've already seen what his worth is now, and he's more of that big play guy. You know, but take away the big plays, I would like to see more of like when he's coming out with like he has three for ninety three. Can I see like maybe seven for ninety three? Whether yeah. you know it's you know not that like you three for ninety three. Your biggest play was a seventy nine yard play because the other two <laughs> plays really don't even you know what I'm saying it wasn't it was almost nothing. You know it was really about that one play, um, <clears throat> and that's fine. But it's like if you take the big play away, then you took Van Jefferson away almost. Yeah, and, and it's just but I see nothing but this guy getting better over time. Um, and to your point, you know Odell Beckham is the key. Especially with Woods going. Down. I mean, he is so close because right now he's at ten targets, five receptions, eighty-one yards. If you can get that to be ten targets, seven receptions, and flirting Six. with a hundred, <laughs> I mean, because I mean, as long as I mean, you leave Cooper Cup at ten for seven with ninety-six, and you get Odell at ten for seven for ninety. That that extra and no, it's you're, we're looking at nine yards, but those two extra receptions, I think, really helps out. And then you can start to look at Van Jefferson, nine targets, ugh, only three receptions on nine targets is not enough. And and but he's a rookie, and, and, and that's say, that's the thing. That first half, yeah, it was horrible. Stafford looked horrible. I mean, because I mean, hell, Cooper Cup didn't even get his first catch till late in the second. So yeah, it it's I get it. And I get what you're saying. Part of that was contributed to it, just bad offensive gameplay at the beginning of this game. But what the hell has happened to Tyler Higby? And why is he not? Being he never part of the was that guy. I, I mean, I'm saying I'm saying that with them bringing Stafford over, I thought that was going to make him a little bit more part of the offense. But I see not when to me, I don't think it it's that when you have a big play guy like Cooper Cup and now Odell and and guys like Robert Woods. They're going to take advantage of that before they're dinking and dunking, especially when you start off your season against a demoralated Chicago Bears team. And then I just thought like in a game where they're struggling, that was a might have been an opportunity. And it really wasn't. He just, I mean, five targets, one catch, three yards. Like, what the hell? You know, yeah. I, I'm not, I know, I'm not big on Higby. It's just, I'm, it, it, it shocks me that Stafford, who made Hawkinson. Hawkinson, yeah, you know, and then no, I see what you're saying. He doesn't even look at Higby like, like I don't even need the third. I don't know <laughs> if that, maybe that's just how bad it was in you know, Detroit that that's not who he wanted to throw to. He actually wanted to throw downfield. So um, I just yeah, but I I always looked at that like man, if Woods is out, there's another weapon yeah. technically. I mean, I would say that he needs to step up. Uh, whether it's just Matthew Stafford needs to be starting looking for the check down more, or it's a matter of Tyler Higby needs to separate himself and, and, and get a little bit more open and become a, a playmaker out there. Or is it fair to say now, maybe, and I may have to look back at some film, maybe Tyler Higby is doing more block schemes than he's doing catching at this point. I'm I mean, not sure. Five targets in the entire game. That's really like one target a quarter. So it's like, he's not even really looking his way. So I, I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm just curious. I mean, you gotta get spreading the ball. I mean, he is spreading the ball around. I mean, like we said, it's ten yes. ten for Cooper Cup, t- ten targets for for Obel, Odell Beckham, and and nine targets for Van Jefferson, five targets for Higby. Like he's spreading the ball around. It, it's not like it's not where he's just like, oh, I'm only going to key in on Cooper Cup and I'm only throwing to him all game long. Right. It's, he's he, he's getting the ball out there to other guys and making sure that he's he's spreading the wealth a little bit. Um, but 
it is concerning that they are now on a three-game losing streak, but I am not out on the Rams by any means, but they are going to have to earn their way back into the in, into the fold here. Um, but the, yes. I, they're not a team that I'm thinking is out of the Super Bowl or playoff contention by any means. Um, oh, no need for concern. We, we okay. I'm not hitting the – I mean, we'll, I'll – touch on it when we start talking about power rankings but i am not hitting the panic button by any means but they like i said they'd have to earn their way back in um let's wrap things up with these last three here uh minnesota uh loses on the road against the san francisco team uh san francisco gets above 500 they're now six and five 34 to 26 was their win there uh i think this game is elijah mitchell's back and brandon Ayuk is making some big plays yeah uh, and again, it's Minnesota. Minnesota is just a middle of the road team, you know. <laughs> yeah. Again, tough out. They didn't. They you know get made. Stay kept it competitive. I will say prayers out for Ever- Everson Griffin with all of that that happened last week. Uh, having his, I, I don't know if people know, he basically had a mental health crisis last week where he was he locked himself in his house. Um, I think Carver uh, County Police had to come out and let him know that he doesn't have an intruder in his home and he doesn't need to be afraid of anything and they had to talk him down basically. So with all of that going on uh, last week, that, that definitely was a right. scary thing to hear, but I heard part of it. I thought it was like, yeah, no, that was a crazy situation uh, last week. So sure. The, was a nice distraction for the team. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, But Kirk Cousins had a solid game. It wasn't prime time, so he was able to thrive in 20 for 32, 238, and two touchdowns, uh, but wasn't able to get the win. So, uh, Yeah, it came up a little short, but uh, with that, it look, both teams basically came in with the same record, mm-hmm. both at the same place, but sizing these two teams up, they're not the same. Yeah, San Francisco has been kind of getting right. They finally have gotten a lot of their guys back fully healthy now. Finally. And they're they're trying to make a run here. So, and I think they're going to be re- right there in that in that contention spot there. But um yeah. Um impressive win though. Um yeah. I, and I, I it's an impressive win, but I, I was also want to say I thought it was imp- I thought Minnesota did not go in there and just take it on the chin. They actually oh, no. competed. They tried. And, and yeah, but <laughs> Couldn't get a good. Could, no one could get nothing going in the fourth quarter, and that's yeah. <laughs> just kind of ran out of gas there. Uh, well, that's that. Sunday was wrapped up with a clunker with the Ravens getting a sixteen to ten win over the Browns. Did not watch this game at all. Game was horrible. I watched the whole thing. Did you? It was oh, bad. God. It was bad all the way around. Um, and there are legitimate questions now with Baker. I don't know if they're going to give him a contract extension at this point. I I was just about to say if he was gonna go into the um Baltimore side of it, I was like, just I'm gonna ask you right now, <laughs> give it to me. What's going on in Cleveland? I, I have just, zero idea if he. I, I think Cleveland will give him a contract extension. Let let me not try to make this a, a a hot take. No, I think that they will, but I think it's going to be a very contentious uh negotiation. Hmm. Um, and I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be on the shorter end for Cleveland because they're like, well, you need to still prove it to us. He's not, he's not getting Dak Prescott money. I'm oh, absolutely that. not. He is not next man up money. And if, if Cleveland shows themselves to be that desperate just to say that they got, they got, that is a clear you, indication that they're done. You got four interceptions to end the half. 
or sorry, you got four, basically, sorry, three turnovers at the end of the first half and weren't able to do a damn thing with it. No, run game. Run game shut down. Baker, I mean, granted, Baker is dealing with so many injuries right now. I have to say, you know, and I want to, I'm going to start by congrats to Landry. (laughs) Great game. Oh, yeah, finally. However, thank you. (laughs) What you just said, finally. However, Whenever it seems to be that Jarvis Landry gets has a good game, nobody else on the team does. It's 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 just completely the Jarvis Landry show, and nothing else is going on. That has been my experience with Jarvis Landry in Cleveland. Mm. Which uh, and now that there's no o- o- um, Odell, um, they might need to retool all of their uh, weapons on offense. Yeah, well, look, I would have to say this that. They have seriously, seriously have taken a step back at when let when they, when they let Odell Beckham let go. Oh yeah, because I'm like you have nobody to replace. Nobody. I'm sorry, DPJ cannot step in here, and neither can that dual threat running back wide receiver. I forget his name. The Demetric Felton. Felton. I'm sorry, the Felton project is over. It needs to be over. <laughs> he is not Cordero Patterson. Year, <laughs> this year it is a wrap because I I. I think they missed their window about five weeks ago. Like, this is the time. And they just you know, kind of threw him out there for a few plays, a little, little small package. And now it's like, dude, you, I, I mean, at this point, you're just waiting for a slew of people to get injured, you yeah. know, just to get in the game at this point. And they looked horrible. Um, there's not, no redeeming quality of anything to really take from their offense last week outside of Landry. But that's my concern. If Landry... But Landry to be to play well seems like it takes away from the overall success of the yeah. offense for whatever reason. And I'm not saying that Landry's a bad fit, but it speaks to the Baker Mayfield thing. It speaks to their continuity of offense. What is the identity of the team? Are y'all the a rush other team thing or is, a pass team? Uh, Kevin Stavansky, the play calling in this game was mm. abysmal. I I don't understand some of the play calls and in, in, leading into the into the first half, throughout the second half, there was just like. And the debacle with the twelve man on the field, the ready for play. All, again, you didn't watch the game, so you didn't see this. There was just a mess of, oh, we're going to try to get one over on you and get this one over on you, and, and coach is trying to, to to make a sneaky substitution, and and mm. then this guy tries to get in there, and oh, we didn't whistle for the ready for play, and. Oh, you snapped the ball too soon. And, no, oh, that's that. a false start. There was a. It was like three. Mm. It, it was. I think there was about three to seven straight plays or non plays where it was just like, okay, well, we gotta take it back five yards now for this penalty. Uh, sorry, we didn't have the ready for play. That wasn't actually a play. Uh, now we got another flag. It's moving back up five yards. It was all on a fourth, fourth and two, mm-hmm. and it ended with two back to back. 12 men on the field penalties uh, oh, on gosh. Cleveland where they call a timeout on one after they the, mm-hmm. the it was while they were snapping the ball and they just so happened to grant them the, the timeout uh, Cleveland there and they, they Lamar Jackson had a clear path at the first down he he, he would have got it <laughs> if, if they would have let that play stand um, but they they recall it back they said they called the timeout and they're like fine whatever screw it you have the timeout Stefanski coaching wise 
make sure you only got 12 guys because that's the whole reason why you called the timeout is because you had too many men on the field. How do you come out on the same play with the same number of guys in the same huddle? You had them all in the huddle. You just had to point at one, get your ass on the bench, and you didn't. Complete mental errors. And that's Cle- – I'm saying that's Cleveland, but <laughs> to the silver lining, they're still 500. Yeah. And this deep into the season, you usually don't hear Cleveland in 500 or Cleveland in contention or anything like that. So still impressed. But it's stuff like this get, is going to keep, get them out of the playoffs. That is true. I mean, they didn't go in there and get whooped, but they basically did everything possible to not win this game. Um, I'm not even gonna start on your kicker because oh, he missed two field goals and one point one one point after. I'm like, just was he not missed? No, he just missed two field goals. Just two field goals. Because he got the point after and he got another field goal later in the game, and and I was like, all right, well, uh, take my four points and go home. Gotcha. <laughs> um, the game that I didn't watch to wrap up the week, uh, I. I'd, I turned off all football after the the Browns and Ravens game on Sunday. Just did not want to tune in on anything. But Seahawks lose to Washington football team here, a seventeen to fifteen game. Surprise! surprise. Seahawks fall to three and eight. Washington gets their fifth win in the season. They're one game under five hundred. Uh, and hey, they're gonna try to make that 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 clap. Hey, they they are number seven right now in the in the playoff race. I already thought it was Minnesota. No, Minnesota is yeah. right under them. I think they, somehow they Washington has a tiebreaker. Okay. That <laughs> I, I was not barring any tiebreakers. Okay. Got it. So Washington, okay. Washington and Minnesota in the bubble. Got it. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I think Washington did everything they needed to do. I don't know what the hell that the end of that fourth quarter was all about. Just bad um, clock management, you know, possession. Bad possession. They, I just thought they just like what? What are y'all doing? Like, <laughs> just kick the freaking field goal and be done. You know, and nope. Let's just they want to just keep trying to run it. I mean, I, I don't know what what they was trying to stick it to Seattle so bad. I mean, probably because it's too terrible. Yeah, I, I would have did it in that. Well, that alone, I would have probably. We'll talk it. about it in the next segment, but I, there's some things Pete Carroll said that make me feel like there this is an end of an era. Hmm. We'll get back. Please bring that back up. <laughs> Because I did not see his press conferences or anything. However, it just seemed like Washington was doing everything to extend this game, to make this an <laughs> overtime game. And from a fantasy standpoint, I'm like, look, I got a one and a half point lead. Just, just end it and be done. Because you know what ended up happening? All of a sudden, Washington get the ball back. Heineke starts sitting there. You know, by the way, I had Heineke and Gibson. With yeah. that being said, what if Heineke just started kneeling on the ball? That's oh, negative. Yeah, that's negative points for you. I was like, oh no, I'm not I'm gonna lose on some nonsense because they're gonna give him the ball back or, yeah. they, or he keeps the ball longer than he needs I see to what have you're it. Saying. Or, or he throws some pick six or he fumbles the ball. You know, I was just like, Oh my god, would y'all just kick the field goal and be done? You know, speaking of fantasy. Well, go ahead. What pisses me off about the, the what game else pisses you off? Yeah. <laughs> the Browns Ravens game. He had Lamar Jackson and those those three interceptions that Lamar Jackson had. Completely negated because he had the damn defense. defense. Oh, he did. So uh, when I was, because I I wasn't able to scroll down, and I hadn't scrolled down yet to look at who his defense was. I was just looking at the top. I was like, all right, well he's I've got some defense going. I didn't. I really had I had no care in the world. Mm -hmm. And then I'm looking at like, all right, Lamar Jackson threw an interception, and I was like, all right, I see the negative points for Lamar, but how they had the same. Why is his points not going down? (laughs) 
And I kept going, and then I, was, I finally scrolled down. I was like, this dude's got Cleveland's defense sitting at, like, 10 points because they just keep balanced so. right out. And I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and, and, and what what does Chrissy the Black learn from this? Absolutely nothing. He'll just sit there and just keep starting his Well, he's team. still not going to make the damn playoffs. Oh, no. But I, I'm just making the point. Of, oh, yeah. Oh, well, congrats, Chrissy. You eliminated one of the best teams in the in, in the league. And your reign is over, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you will be no championship appearances this year. Yeah, good riddance. Well, Love that wraps up this week's <laughs> debacle. Uh, we'll see the Chiefs and Cardinals back this week. Finally, some good Thank teams. God. So, Gosh. God, there were some horrible games this week, and it it was definitely questionable. But Cleveland and Green Bay is on by next week, and Houston and, and one Carolina. So, uh, one more team. It, I think it's Carolina. I think it's right. another team that needs a buy. So, yeah. Uh, well, we'll get into that in the next segment. <laughs>